Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Come on. Hi, I'm Henry Davis, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland, a Bible-believing, Christ-centered, and Spirit-led congregation. I want to welcome you to our radio broadcast. And remember, there's power at the park. stand if we can as we honor the word of the Lord. Here it is. We look at the, at the gospel according to John. John chapter 12, verse number 12 and following verses of what we will give attention to in our time this morning. The next day, the news that Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem swept through the city. A large crowd of Passover visitors took palm branches and went down the road to meet him. They shouted, praise God. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hail to the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and rode on it fulfilling the prophecy that said, don't be afraid, people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming, riding on a donkey's colt. His disciples didn't understand at that time that this was a fulfillment of prophecy. But after Jesus entered into his glory, they remembered what had happened and realized that these things had been written about him. Many in the crowd had seen Jesus call Lazarus from the tomb, raising him from the dead. And they were telling others about it, and that, that was the reason so many went out to meet him, because they had heard about this miraculous sign. Then the Pharisees said to each other, there's nothing we can do. Look, everyone has gone after him. Amen. The words of God for the people of God as we go to our seats around the building. I want to come back in this setting to verse number 13, John 12, 13 sense of launch and focus. 13th verses took palm branches and they went down to the road to meet him. Shouted, praise God. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hail to the king of Israel. It's time to meet him. It's time to meet him. Many times we have a lot of focus on church membership. But the real connection 
is relationship with Jesus. Relationship with Jesus. Because we know that God has sent his only son. That's a demonstration of love. It's not something that he talks about, but it is something that he executes. It's time to meet him. Some persons can go to church week after week, but really haven't met him. Yeah, they, they, they know Robert's rules of order. They know church protocol. They know the lingo and the language of the believer. But the question is, have you met him? Do you know him for yourself? Not what your mother, father, parent, but do you know him? And at the end of the day, that when the Lord calls you home, that you will say, I already know him. I can look forward to conversations and being in the presence of the Lord. And last night's worship service, I was talking about how it is that when you get to the end of your journey, that you want to make sure that you have filled your dash. You want to make sure. Because if you have not filled that dash, no one can get up at the time of your home going and be able to create what was not there. Matter of fact, I, admit, I put it in this language last night. You've got to give the minister something to work with. Uh, what has your life consisted of? How have you impacted the lives of others? And it's not to say that we have made errors in our lives because all of us have. It's time to meet him. It's time to meet him because he is the one who can deal with whatever challenge can come your way. No mountain too high, KK, no valley too low. It's time to meet him. It's time to go from the sense of just going through the motions of church, coming to church just because it's church time. But I come because there ought to be a sense of Dr. Yvonne and Carl felt and a sense of enthusiasm. It's time to meet him. You know that when persons have met him, it will impact your language. It will impact how you act and react. It's time to meet him. And when you meet the Lord, it's going to impact you in such a way that you're not going to be ashamed of him. Scripture says that I don't want to be ashamed of him down here, Quran, because I don't want him to be ashamed of me up there. It's time to meet him. You've got, you've got persons in your family and they will do things that will make you ashamed. But I want you to know that the Lord says, come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It's time to meet him. That's what we've come early on this Palm Sunday morning. And we've come because we, we, we want to have that encounter with God. 
We did not come for just empty worship. And I'm grateful for the great musical gifts that are here in our church. I'm grateful for these wonderful voices and people who will greet us at the various entrances. But it's time to meet him. Yes, it's time to have a relationship with the Lord that is real. My father used to say, this thing is real. When you have a relationship with God, it's going to extend beyond the church time. When you met him, it's not going to be dependent on your outfit. It's not going to be dependent on how you got to church. But when you met him, there's something going on in your life. Matter of fact, somebody said it this way, something on the inside, working on the outside. It's time to meet him. It's time to come into right relationship with the Lord. It's time to take my witness beyond the walls. It's time I've come into worship, but I depart to serve. It's time to meet him. That's why you have, you have to, you have to lift up the name of Jesus. You have to lift up the name of Jesus because when you just think about how God has impacted you, it's time to meet him. That first point that I need to make in this worship, we should always meet Jesus with a shout. I'm, I, I'm shouting, I'm shouting, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm meeting the Lord with a shout. That's why when you look at this verse that I read, verse number 13, they meet Jesus with a shout. They took their palm branches and they went down to the road and they shouted. They didn't whisper, but they lifted up their voices. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Here he is. He's coming. Hail to the king of Israel. I'm meeting the Lord with a shout. My God, shout your worship. Shout not just in your verbalizing it, but you've got to shout it in your witness. Yes, because when you and persons are in the world, they shout their evil activity. Here we are hearing about crime and gun violence and carjacking and vandalism and all the kind of ills of the world. Those things are shouting at us. They're shouting at us and we've got to shout back with the love of God. We've got to shout back understanding that God can save any and everybody. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning but you need to know that God wants you to shout his love. He shouted his love toward us. That's why this was a world-stopping event with Jesus riding, riding on a donkey. Matter of fact, the preacher last week talking about a donkey with a destiny. But I look at this reality of how God can move in our... We should always meet Jesus with a shout. We should always meet Jesus with enthusiasm. When you come to worship, I know it's early in the morning, but I've come with a shout. 
I've come with excitement. I haven't come in here Rambo dragging in here. I've come in here excited about what the Lord is about to do, what the Lord has done. Matter of fact, he kept me in my right mind all week long. And so when I come to church, I'm not casual about it. You are a miracle. You got out of that car. You got off a of metro. You are a miracle. You have you had that diagnosis. You are a miracle. And if you think about that, I got to come with a shout. I come with a shout. I thank God. I, I know there's some folk, they don't think they got to do all that. But when you look at what the Lord has done, what the Lord is doing, there's some of us, if, if we could shout at a football game and a basketball game, here we are, you see those folk, they take their shirts off and they color their, their chest and all of that. And if you could get that excited over somebody throwing a ball in a hoop or crossing the goal line with a football, you ought to be able to understand that greatest touchdown has already taken place when you think about the power of the Lord. And that's why, Sandra, I come with a shout. I come with a shout. I come with a shout. Not matter of fact, somebody said, out some folks, I don't even need a seat. I, I can, I've come in here to shout. I've come to get happy. But when you look at the mountains and the valleys and the diagnosis and the funerals that you go through and all the kind of drama that's in your life, and here you are, you still standing upright. You're not in a casket. Nobody's trying to dress you up. And I got to come to church with a shout. I've come with a shout. I've come with a shout. Now, my God, you ought not come in here in a lazy way when you think about every prayer that's been answered in your life and the devil is busy. Oh, yeah, he is a busy rascal, but I come with a shout and folk trying to figure out how can you still smile? How can you still have joy? I got joy and I have joy because the Lord, something is going on in my life. Something is moving in my life and that's why I got to come with a shout. But the second thing is some understandings come in a delayed way. Yeah, yeah. Some, uh, yeah. See, some of the, why, 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 why? Sometimes God, did, he delays. Delayed did not, does not mean denied. Some things are delayed and some things you're going to be able to realize them down the road. Some lessons we learned, we should have gotten it at a younger point, but then you kept on living. And as I keep on living, then I realize why the Lord deposited certain ideas, certain lessons in my life. And you realize that there's some, there's a delay that's here because they 
they realize that Jesus has come marching into the city riding on the donkey's colt. And yes, because Jesus had found a young donkey rode on it, riding on it for the first time. And as he's riding on that donkey, it's fulfilling Old Testament scripture. Don't be afraid, people of Jerusalem. You're, look, here it is. Your king is coming, riding on a donkey's coat. Matter of fact, that's odd. That's odd. How, why, why is Jesus riding in on a coat? Now, he could have ridden in on a camel. He couldn't have rid, ridden in on an Arabian stallion. But no, no, he rides in on a donkey. In other words, that would be like coming in all oh, into the city riding a hooty. Yeah, yeah, Mark, I'm letting you know. I'm not trying to come in trying to show you how much power I have because you know some people, they allow the things on the outside to try to show their muscle. You try to show your muscle because you buy certain designer things. You try to show your muscle by the drive cars that we drive. No, but that's not real muscle. That's that's not real power. You got that's only something on the outside, but I need something going on on the inside, and that's why Jesus said, I, I don't need to ride in the town on a camel, I don't need to come in with a great big posse, I don't need for all of that hoopla. I can come in because I'm comfortable in my skin. When you think about when you met the Lord, the Lord can make you comfortable in your skin. Uh, that's why some folk can come in here today and they're not worried about what you think about them. They can celebrate because they know what the Lord is doing for them. Oh, I don't know who I'm talking to, but you think about every mountain, every valley, every storm you've had to deal with, but here you are in the house of God and I'm going to give God the best praise I have. Hallelujah. It's time to meet him. It's time to know him for yourself. They, they, they made it so it is that delayed, delayed, delayed. What are you talking about delayed? It says right here in this particular passage that some things do not come to a real sense of realization immediately because his disciples, they didn't understand verse number 16 at the time that this was a fulfillment. It hadn't hit them yet, but after Jesus had entered into his glory, Glory. Then they remembered what had happened. They realized that these things had been written about him. Some things, your mama might be gone, your teacher might be gone and tried to teach you certain lessons, but then you didn't get it then, but you got it a little bit later. I'm thanking God that when all the storms of life start to come upon you, you start to reflect back on the lessons that they should you should have gotten it before but that's alright because we serve a God who is a God of another chance and even if you didn't get it then you can get it now if you're, never, you're never too old to get it matter of fact you look at the Old Testament Abraham did some of the greatest things of his life not while he was a young man but he did it while he was an old man do I have a witness 
witness here and I don't know who I'm talking to. You think that God can't use you? Yes, he can. As long as you have breath in your body, as long as you got the, that you and the blood is running warm in your vein, God can use you. Oh, yes, he can. He, matter of fact, you look back in the old Negro leagues and you remember the name of Satchel Paige. Satchel Paige was one of the greatest pitchers of all time. But then he, they didn't let him in the baseball when he was a young man. But they let him in when he was an old man. Satchel Paige was able to get to the major leagues. And they said Satchel was lying about his age. As a matter of fact, he was, all, he was telling folk that he was younger than he actually was. We don't know what Satchel was. But Satchel came throwing pitches they hadn't seen before. He'd throw the ball all up in the air. He'd do all kinds. I don't know what they, he would do with that newfangled baseball with a pitch clock and all the things that are going on today. But I've come to tell you that when the Lord opens up a door in your life in a few days, you're going to instead the, the movie about George Foreman is getting ready to come out. And George Foreman was able to, uh, were able to go back and to be the heavyweight champion of the world when he should have been retired. I'm not going to tell you about the movie until it's out, but I need you to let you know that it does not matter what your age is. What really does matter is what is your mentality. How can God use you? There's some folk in this room right now, and I know you've been retired, but the Lord has still given you energy and enthusiasm. The Lord still keeps getting you up every morning. Do I have a witness here? You still go get your hair fixed up. You still doing things. You haven't thrown in the towel yet. You don't mind coming to church. And when we come in the church, we're not coming in here to impress anybody. We're coming here because we have met him for ourselves. We've come in here to give God. Do I have a witness in here? I've come to bless the name of the Lord. The Lord is seeing me through. It's time to meet him. It's time to meet him. It's time to meet him. And that's what's going on as he's riding on that donkey. My God, it, the donkey had never been ridden before. And I talked last week about that crazy man who met the disciples after they came over the Sea of Galilee. And then they were met by that crazy man. If you read that scripture, it says he was, at, no, he was out there in the cemetery he was running around with no clothes on. No one could control him. Uh, yeah, but he'll keep on reading that, Dr. Austin. is that no one could control him, but you need to realize that God can control all of us. That no matter who you are, and we've got some folk in here might have done some things in our lives, but when you meet him for yourself, I don't care, boy, that somebody said he was a wild boy. He was a, she was a, oh, you should have seen her. Oh, she was fast. She was frisky. 
Oh, not God, but when God gets a hold of you, I, I, I don't want to hang there too long because I don't know what labels people have put on you, but I've come to tell you no matter what the label is, I'm not going to let you define who I am. I'm coming to the Lord, and when I come to him, I don't have to make up anything because he already knows everything. Do I need to say that again? I don't have to make up anything because he knows everything. Oh, let me say it one more time because maybe you're going to get it. I don't have to make up anything because when you meet some people, they always going to try to pump, pump, pump themselves up. They will tell you who they related to. They will tell, they will define themselves by their job. They will define themselves by other things. But when I look at the power of the Lord and you met him for yourself, I've come to meet him. It's time to meet him. It's time to praise his holy name. The third thing I gotta tell you is that nothing can compete with the momentum of Jesus. Thank God, because if God be for you, he's more than, I said he's more than the world against you. Jesus is riding into the city. He's riding in. But then verse 17 says, many in the crowd, they had seen Jesus call Lazarus from the tomb. They had seen Jesus raise him up from the dead. And here it is. And he's riding into the city. They've been telling them about this man who showed up at a funeral and he showed up late. But hold on a minute. He's never late. He's always on time. Do I have a witness here? And they are already telling them about this Jesus. And now on that Sunday you see this Jesus riding in. They're waving their palm branches. They're saying Hosanna. They're lifting up the name of Jesus. And my God, that did a whole lot of folk. They said if he can raise a dead man, I'm going to follow him. And then as they said, we're going to come down there. We're going to celebrate Jesus. We're going to wave our palm branches. We're going to celebrate the greatness of a great God. And then the Pharisees, that's the higher up folk, and they got angry and mad. They said they started talking to each other. There's nothing we can do because everybody seems to be following after him. That's the momentum. I'm thanking God for momentum. When you have the Lord on your side, you got momentum. When you got the Holy Spirit in your life, you got momentum. Somebody said, how do you keep on doing it? I keep on doing it because of the power of God. Good morning, Highland Park. May the Lord bless you real good. But when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he does for me, my soul got to cry out, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's time to meet him. I want to know Jesus. He is a mother for the motherless, a father for the fatherless, a doctor in a sick room. 
room, lawyer in the courtroom. I want to meet him wherever there's an emptiness. I can turn my life over to him and he will. I said he will. I said he will make a way in your life. Has he been good to you? I said, has he been good to you? Have you met him for yourself? Do you love him? I will. I said, I, I said, I will praise the Lord. I'll give God the glory. Cause can nobody do me like the Lord? Say yes. It's time to meet him and to meet him for yourself. Hallelujah. It's time to meet him. Come on, clap your hands, everybody. You've been listening to the radio broadcast of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park and Landover, Maryland. If you want to receive a CD or DVD of what you have just heard, please call 301-773-6655. Or visit us on the World Wide Web, fbhp.org. And remember, there's power at the park. Oh,